They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining. Insane. How do you make that catch? Oh, my goodness. Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Three seconds left. Cleveland triggers in. James, two seconds. One second to the win. LeBron James delivers. In the end zone, Barkley touchdown! I don't give a damn about no damn Drake Knight. Yeah, we finally get in the groove, you know. Um, we really didn't have a lot of time during training camp, so. Three, should the Bulls foul? No. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! I talk trash in this league all the time. You know, I'm just kind of shocked some guys take it so personal. It's like... <laughs> what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Um, at the end of the day, we gotta go out. We gotta show up and, and play better tomorrow night. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining in to Straight to the Point. And welcome back to another episode of Straight to the Point. This is Ray, and of course, we got G on the line. What's up, G? What's good, everybody? Hey, um, episode two, this is going to be a great show. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, we're still talking about NBA, NBA draft just a few days ago. A lot of crazy stuff going on there. Uh, we're definitely going to you know, talk about that, get into that. Uh, of course, we got some callers. Great stuff to follow. So let's get right into it. Yeah. All right, G. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. A lot of stuff here going on the last few days. Things have changed, especially since we, uh, we talked about a lot of the stuff from our first episode, you know, about LeBron James, about Kawhi demanding a trade. A lot of stuff coming out from Kawhi's camp now. Kawhi, uh, Coach Popovich, had a meeting in San Diego. According to, you know, USA Today, that meeting did not go as planned for the Spurs. Kawhi sounds like he's really serious about wanting out. Uh, what do you think about that, about the Kawhi situation? Well, like I said in our first episode, um, at this point, Kawhi really doesn't control his own destiny here. Popovich definitely is not going to take any any just simple trade offer. He doesn't want to trade to the West. So they hold the ball in their court. He's either going to sit out the whole season or they're going to do what's best for the team and send him to the East. I agree. I agree. I think uh, Kawhi, uh, I think, you know, he's pretty clear. He wants to go to L.A. Spurs are really clear too, just like you said, G. Um, nobody in the West is is getting in on the uh, Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes, um, which makes sense. I mean, they don't want to be beat by you know their own creation. If you think about it that way, they don't want to see him three, four times a year. They prefer to see him twice a year, and if you know whatever happens, happens. But um, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely think Kawhi is gone. He, he's not staying with the Spurs. Um, a lot of stuff again going on with Kawhi. Meeting with Pop didn't go as planned. Uh, talking about the East, um, you know, the Celtics, 
I still think the, the Knicks, the Knicks have a really good shot to land them. Uh, but you know, we actually had a fan out there, one of our listeners. He uh, he posed this question, and uh, we're gonna play it right now, real quick, before we can, you know continue uh, talking about Kawhi. Yeah, Ray. I don't I don't think that happened simply because of the fact of Porzingis' injury. We don't know how he's gonna really perform after that ACL injury he had, and also what do the Knicks have to give up to get Kawhi? Porzingis, the the first round pick, and what else? It's gonna take more than that just to get a superstar like Kawhi. I, I do think Kawhi gets what he wants and, and becomes a Laker. That's what I'm hoping for, but I don't see him going to the Knicks. All right, uh, Hyro, uh, we appreciate the call. Shout you out. Um, that's Again, just like I said on our first episode of SCTP, I see the Knicks. Uh, what makes this more interesting is the fact that the Spurs are confirming that they will not engage in trade partners with the West, regardless of packages. It sounds like they want to have nothing to do with playing Kawhi three to four times a year, potentially in the playoffs leading up to a finals, you know, run. Um, I see the Knicks. The Knicks is a tough situation and now a lot of star players that can be traded. We're looking at a lot of the young players, obviously Kevin Knox, who just got drafted eight overall. We're looking at Frank Nilkina, uh, you know, last year out of France. Uh, we know Popovich is big on him. Uh, so I could definitely see the Knicks. It depends because got a lot of stuff. Uh, Celtics seems like a realistic place for him, especially in the East. Um, what do you think about that, G? You know, maybe a Celtics... Maybe a Kyrie Irving swap, maybe, because of Kyrie. We talked about it last episode. Kyrie's status is up in the air. Maybe he doesn't want to stay in Boston. Reports saying that he he might want to go play somewhere else. Do you see that as a logical, maybe, idea that the Celtics entertain uh, for Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, for sure. Like, like we said last time, one of the destinations were the Spurs. Um, right now, Kyrie said he's not going to commit. That doesn't mean he wouldn't sign with them, but he's definitely saying that he's he's not going to re-sign an extension at this point. Um, so what do the Celtics have to lose? You trade Kyrie for Kevin. I'm um, sorry, Kevin Love for Kawhi Leonard. Um, maybe one other role player like a Marcus Smart or Marquise Morris or Jalen Brown. They lose one young talent, a player that really most likely wasn't going to stay with them for Kawhi Leonard and a shot at the title. They were one game away from getting to get into the finals. Kawhi Leonard could make that difference and possibly get them to the finals or even win them a chip. And then you start all over with a fresh young talent that you already have. You They really have nothing to lose. And then the Spurs get one of the top point guards in the NBA and possibly get to keep them. Yeah, that is true. Um, again, uh, last year before Kyrie demanded a trade from Cleveland, he stated that, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, the New York Knicks, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, some of the, you know, the places that he wanted to, to go to, uh, obviously he was traded to the Celtics in that infamous trade uh, for Isaiah Thomas and a few other players. But let's let's play devil's advocate on this one. Uh, G, you are the GM in San Antonio. Kawhi Leonard basically is saying he wants out of here. Do you say, no, I'm not trading to the West? Or do you say, I want the best available package? This player is making it very well known. He is gone. He's, he, you know, again, according to Ramona Shelburne, Kawhi plans on telling teams that are interested in acquiring him that 
he plans to sign with LA uh, the following season when he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Um, what do you do if you're the Spurs GM at this point? Me as a Spurs organization, I like what they're doing. So me personally, I agree. So I would definitely not want to trade him to the West. I definitely don't want to give him to the player. I want to set a president saying, you don't get to choose where you're going. We pay you this money. We developed you. We're trying to win a chip ourselves. We're not just going to do what you say. Um, and we're going to look for the best possible trade for ourselves. Kawhi is a superstar player, possibly top three, maybe top two players in the NBA. So if the Lakers offer a sweet deal, like give me a Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, a Kyle Kuzma, or Julius Randle, then I'll take that. But if I can get something out East, send him to the East, don't give him what he wants, um, don't have to deal with him for a year at least, and get something in return, like I said, like a Kyrie Irving, or even a trade to the Cavs for Jordan Clarkson, uh, Tristan Thompson, some young talent, then I'll do that and just get rid of him. But I definitely don't want to lean towards sending him somewhere in the in the West. I I agree with what they're doing. Either sit him or keep or keep or trade him for some pieces. Either way, you're gonna lose him. Yeah, I I I gotta tell you, I don't I don't agree with that because um, if we look at the the teams that are offering, you know, listen, if any any team out there would be crazy to pass on Kawhi Leonard. Like you said, he's he's definitely a top five player. He's a top two defensive player. I mean, he's done it already. He's shut down LeBron James in the finals. You know, he 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 has the accolades. He has the skills. He's proved it already. We know who he is as a basketball player. The thing that worries me, if I'm the Spurs, I'm not concerned about the Lakers. You you know, the Lakers division is getting really, really tough right now. You've got the Suns who are up and coming. We'll talk about the draft in a little bit here. Um, but, you know, you, you got, you know, obviously the Warriors uh, defending champions again. You got the Clippers who, for long stretches of last year, played really well. If you're the Spurs, I'm not concerned about the Lakers getting him. I am concerned if they manage somehow to you know, get a deal for Kawhi, bring a LeBron James and a CP3, but then it's all speculation. We don't know what those players are going to do. So maybe we wait till those players make moves before a trade is, you know, is announced or is imminent. But I'm I'm going to, I'm going for the best package, regardless of West or East. Because like you said, if I can get uh, Kyle Kuzma, if I can get Alonzo Ball, if I can get a pick in there, maybe a Brandon Ingram, um, I'm going to take that deal because that those players fit my system if i'm you know uh the gm for the spurs rc buford and coach pop i'm not i'm not taking a you know a, a, a secondary deal because i'm afraid to, that we're gonna face them in the west you know the spurs are the spurs they're gonna be in there anyway um i want to get something out of it i don't think necessarily they're just scared of sending him to the west because then they, they if he goes to the east they might have to face him in the finals i think they're just really focused on the fact that they don't like the way he did business. He could have just played the last two years for the Spurs. And then if he decided to just go out as a free agent, then he does that. So I don't think they're in any business to make any other team better in the West or fulfill the the needs of another player that doesn't want to play in their team. Um, why not? Yeah, you could get a Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, but are they really equivalent to a Kawhi Leonard? Why not? Some, I feel like there's more options out East for teams that are willing to sacrifice, okay, we keep them for one year. And that's the Celtics. You rent them out for one year, take your team to the, possibly take them all the way to the finals or once again to the Eastern Conference Finals. What are the Celtics really losing? 
you show that you're still competitive. Your team is getting experience in the in the playoffs. You have a future superstar in Jason Tatum. You have a Marcus Smart, a Terry Rozier. They have a lot of talent, and they still have all those draft picks that Danny Ainge has acquired throughout the year. So there's still a team to be reckoned with. And like I said, Kyrie Irving is not promised to stay there. You could trade a Kawhi for Kyrie. Kyrie probably stays, especially with a Popovich, and convince him to stay there. There's still a contender for the chip and out in the West with Kyrie. All right. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good argument. I definitely like where that's going. Um, that definitely brings the first segment to a close. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. After we come back, we got Dwight Howard news was traded, possible buyout, a lot of stuff going on. Again, we still got the draft, a lot of stuff going on after the NBA draft. And Houston CP3 drama, will they sign him? Will they not? Let him go into free agency. Stick around for the second segment. We'll be right back after this commercial break. They call me Cardi, Cardi, banging body, spicy mommy, hot tamale, hotter than a Somali, burn, go, Ferrari. Hop up the stool, jump in the coop, big dip on top of the roof, fixing on bitches as hard as I can, eating halal, driving a lamb. So that bitch, I'm sorry though, got my coins like Mario. Yeah, they call me Cardi B, I run this shit like Cardi. track i like it featuring bad bunny and j bobbin and that's off our latest album invasion of privacy available right now back to the show zest ttp you know yo this is g and stay tuned for straight to the point and welcome back to straight to the point again this is ray and g what's up g yo yo what's good everybody all right so again just to kind of recap if you missed that first segment we talked a lot about Kawhi leonard Greg Popovich had a meeting, didn't go so well, according to some of the sources um, that have some inside knowledge of uh, Kawhi's intentions of moving out further west to L.A. But as we get away from Kawhi and his situation, Dwight Howard traded from the Charlotte Hornets to the Brooklyn Nets for Timothy Mozgov. And not only that, but Brooklyn also planning to buy out B12's contract uh, in potential, you know, for potentially um, being able to sign two max contracts uh, here in the very near future. Gee, I know that you are a uh, Brooklyn Nets, you know, fan. You have been for a very long time since they've been in New Jersey. How do you feel about that Dwight Howard trade? And do you think Brooklyn is making the right move uh, by, you know, seemingly buying out that contract if that's what they decide to do? being that he averaged 17 points, he averaged 13 rebounds, and, you know, um, is a very, you know, very good defensive anchor still, even at the age of 32. He's still a very good player, if not a really good role player. What are your thoughts on that? Well, when I first heard about the trade, I was excited. Obviously, I wasn't thinking playoff contention or championship team, um, but it was definitely a huge upgrade coming from Timothy Mozgov. Um, But then when, when I heard about next year the trade wasn't necessarily for what they want to do now the trade is for next year's free agents so they they free up some cap space 
Yeah, they get Dwight Howard, but he's just on a one-year contract. Then when free agency starts next year, they have two slots open for for max contract. Right now, Brooklyn might not seem like a destination, but money talks. There's some players that just want to play for money. New York is a huge market. It may interest them. Now, as for the buyout, it's a little disappointing because we lose out on possibly just having some fun in, in the Nets with D'Angelo Russell and uh, Dwight Howard. But it actually benefits the Nets because in a buyout, you don't have to pay the player the full contract. I think he's owed 20 plus million dollars. A buyout, usually players settle for less than what they're owed. So let's say, for example, they buy him off only 16. That's money that they're saving for the future. So either way, I feel like it's a positive for the Nets at this point. I think I I, I will say this. Uh, when I heard about the news that he was traded, obviously it's an upgrade over Mozgov, but I was very, very disappointed about the buyout. But I will say this, I'm kind of torn. I think it's the wrong move, but I think it's the right move. I think it's the wrong move because you got you have a you have a player in Dwight Howard, again, 32 years old, but his career average of point 17 a game. Last year averaging, again, if you round it up, 17 a game. Again, right around his career averages. Uh, around the league, he's not the best teammate. He's, you know, he he's immature still. And at his age, do you want that on your team? That's something the Charlotte Hornet players apparently did not just like his attitude, just not gel with him. We saw it in Atlanta. He went to his hometown. Same thing. He had, you know, he averaged 13 a game. This is a player who doesn't really... We can probably say he's not a team player. Ever since he left Orlando, you know, going to L.A., going to Houston, he's never fit in with their players. Uh, Kobe Bryant, James Harden, you know, he didn't fit in the Atlanta system. And Charlotte, he was, you know, again, he played great, but they didn't have really a plethora of stars. Um, I think you, if you're trying to build a legitimate contender, you don't acquire a player like Dwight Howard. I don't think he's someone you want on your team, uh, especially the type of teammate he is. Um, I wouldn't want that on my team, you know, but he's a great scorer. So, again, I'm a little torn. Uh, he's a great player. He's still, again, even at the age of 32, he still gets it done on the defensive end. He's still, you know what he is. He's a double-double machine. I, I think that the Nets ultimately make the right decision. But I think they should have kept him, and maybe that would increase his value. Maybe get something out of it. Maybe get him in a, into a trade, or you know, get something for him. Yeah. Um. Again, I would have loved to have Dwight Howard, but I think the best bet for them is the fact that they would be saving money, and also, like you said, he sometimes causes a problem in the locker room. Do you really want that on a team that's still rebuilding? You had D'Angelo Russell with his issues uh, the year before with the Lakers. He's still trying to mature. You got a young core team. We have Jared Allen, who's a good center, good role-playing center. Um, so you really you really don't want to bring a problem into the locker room. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little excited for Dwight Howard to get the chance to sign with a contender. Um, I don't like the Warriors, but imagine seeing Dwight Howard with that core group in Golden State with Draymond Green, Steph Curry, KD, and Klay Thompson. We saw what Javel McGee did. Javel McGee is no Dwight Howard. So to kind of see Dwight Howard finally play on a contending team where I feel like you get to see his strengths, his defense, his rebounding um, off the alley-oops, I think we'll get to see like a strong 12, 14 points from Dwight Howard with a Golden State or Houston Rockets. I doubt he's going back to the Houston Rockets. A San Antonio Spurs, um, 
a possible Cleveland, let's say he wants to go there, maybe even the Celtics. There's so many possibilities since he's going to be bought out that I, I want to see him on a contending team, and I'll be excited for the future of the Nets and for next year for Dwight Howard's career. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm glad you bring up contenders. Uh, for the last four years, the Cleveland Cavaliers have owned the Eastern Conference. Uh, obviously, they have a very, very busy and... Um, you know, crazy offseason. LeBron James being unrestricted free agency he gets to kind of pick his destination a little bit there uh, with where he wants to go, what he wants to do. You mentioned Dwight Howard to a contender. Bring up, you know, bringing up the Cavaliers, their draft pick, their first round draft pick, Colin Sexton, obviously the point guard out of Alabama. Uh, we've heard some great things about him. High character guy. Um, loved in the locker room. Coming to a team that is in need of a leader. Um, depending on LeBron's decision. Dwight Howard, obviously, there and a lot of other free agents out there. Do you think that the Cavs can bring in a Dwight Howard, drafting Colin Sexton uh, in the first round? Is that enough to keep LeBron in Cleveland? I mean, realistically? I honestly don't know. I think LeBron was frustrated after last season and this past finals and the playoffs. He had to carry a huge load. He wants to have that secondary player that can help him or he can have a good role-playing team that can give him some some rest, give him some more options. So they would be going the right direction, getting a Dwight Howard. One of the one of the areas they suffered in last year was the boards and defense in the paint. And Dwight Howard definitely would provide them both rebounding and defensive support. So that would be a big deal for them. Um, we've never seen Dwight Howard with a LeBron James type player. When we saw him with James Harden, he had a good season. Um, when we saw him with Kobe, he didn't do that well. So imagine with a player like LeBron who wants to pass first, who's going to look for Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard would probably have some fun. But as for Colin, Colin Sexton and Dwight Howard being huge pieces to keeping LeBron, I still don't see that. I think LeBron probably wants to see more. Unless LeBron just really wants to stay in Cleveland and his fans decide they'd rather stay in Cleveland, then I think that would be the main factor. But right now with what the Cavs got, I don't think they're steering the right direction with keeping LeBron. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, we, we talked about a lot about LeBron in our first uh, episode. Um, obviously, you know, I know I said that, you know, I think he's going to go to L.A. I think that's where he and ultimately ends up. But another key in, you know, part of this or integral part of this uh, offseason is Houston and Chris Paul. We know that Houston wants to retain Chris Paul, but just like we did with the Spurs and, you know, we talked about what would you do as a GM. The GM has a very interesting decision to make about CP3. Um, you know, CP3 is 33. Um, he wants a max contract. I think that he deserves a max contract. He's, to me, he's still in top five point guards of the, in the NBA, all around especially, averaging 18 points, five rebounds, seven assists. I mean, that was his last year's stats. I mean, if you're Houston, do you pay the man a max contract? If you, make, if you give him a max contract five years, he's 38 at the end of that contract. Is that something you're willing to put in with a team that's built to win now, as we saw last year? It, it's, it's definitely a risk. You're putting a lot of money to a player that is going to get older, and we're already starting to see effects of his age with 
He's been injury prone the past couple of years. He's been injury prone um, a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of seasons in his career, he's been injury prone. So, but I would say this: a man that's getting older, that's injury prone, took your team to having the best record in the NBA, playing some of the best basketball we saw all year, and then one game away from the finals, and he was hurt. Now, do you really want to pay that much money to that player when you could possibly play, uh, use that money towards somebody else? I don't know. Um, and who knows? I don't even know if CP3 is going to stay with them. Um, by now, he would have probably made his decision to resign. He's probably also waiting probably to waiting see for what's LeBron. Yeah. For LeBron, for, for Paul George. Like, I feel like Paul George plays a big piece in where everybody's going to end up going. Everybody thinks it's Kawhi that's going to determine where LeBron or all these other free agents go. I think it's Paul George. You got a guy who plays both sides of the basketball, both sides of the court, I should say. He's a really good shooter. If I had to pick who I want to shoot the ball from the three-point line between Kawhi and Paul George, it's Paul George. And also, Kawhi is more of an alpha male. Kawhi is a superstar of a team. I don't think Paul George is a superstar. He's more of a sidekick, even a third-row type player. So you put him with a LeBron and a CP3 or CP3, Paul George, and James Harden, I'm not saying he'll go to Houston. I'm just saying he'll be a good complementary player very good complimentary player, all-star complimentary player. But I think he plays a big part in where all these guys are going to decide to go. He might, some people think he's going to re-sign with the, with the Thunder. So we'll see what happens there, which I'll be shocked since he's been talking about the Lakers since last year. But um, I don't know what CP3 is going to do. And if I'm the GM, I agree with you. I don't think he should sign up for, for Max. Um, but the guy took you to one game away from the finals and, and helped your team get the best record in the NBA and being possibly what was the only threat to the Golden State Warriors. Why not take another shot with the dude? You could always trade him in the future. Like he can, you can pay him that contract and possibly trade him for some package in the future for some role players. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stuff going on, especially in the NBA. Uh, free agency hasn't even kicked off yet. We know that usually happens, especially the, you know, the first few days of July. You know, just like some of these um, NBA players the last few years, like Kevin Durant uh, two summers ago. So a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, it's that time for our halftime show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just take a small break here. When we come back, we've got a lot of great stuff. We got, we got our roll or troll uh, feature segment. Um, that's going to be awesome. We've got some comments from the great Kobe Bryant criticizing LeBron. Oh, damn. Great. You know, that's that's going to be interesting to see what Kobe had to say about LeBron. And um, and we got we got some information. LeBron probably has a new go to move. So uh, stick around uh, after the halftime show. We'll be back and uh, we're going to continue. This is straight to the point. Yeah, keep it locked. This is straight to the point. You heard. With four seconds left, Butler denied by James, and Smith calls a timeout. Keep an eye on that. I went to the top of the screen. Now here, it, here he comes, and he timed it perfectly. No foul involved. James catch off. fire ball game. He did it. LeBron James wins it for Cleveland. Hey, everybody, again, welcome to Straight to the Point. That was our halftime show. Thank you. We really appreciate you sticking around uh, for the show. Again, this is the second episode. And uh, we, again, uh, just to kind of recap, we got a lot of information 
uh, some NBA trades. Again, Dwight Howard going from the Hornets to the Nets. And again, possibly a buyout of his contract. Um, draft news, the Cavs drafting uh, Alabama point guard Colin Sexton. Is that enough to keep LeBron? Did they go after a Dwight Howard. Uh, CP3, uh, is he is he going to shack up with LeBron James? Is he going to stick with Houston, give it another run? Uh, is he worth a max contract? We kind of covered all that. So, um, again, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. And this is STTP once again. Um, this, this segment right here is going to be really cool. Love this stuff that we do. Again, the feedback from you guys is great. Keep it coming. Again, you can add us at STTP18 on Instagram. Shout us out on Twitter at STTP underscore PC. We got a lot of good stuff. If you have any comments, feedback, please email us at the Gmail account. It's straight to the point, PC at gmail.com. Gee, this segment is really, really awesome. This is our new segment called Roll or Troll. Either you roll with them or you feel like they're trolling. And we're going to kick it off here. We got Kobe Bryant, none other than the, the great Kobe Bryant, who recently made very critical statements about LeBron James in an interview with Bleacher Report. Kobe is um, quoted to saying, if I'm LeBron, you've got to figure out a way to win. It's not about narrative. You want to win championships. You just got to figure it out. Gee, when you hear this, first of all, are you rolling with this? Or do you think this is a troll move by Kobe Bryant? Bro, this is not just a troll move. He's being a hater, my man. Like, he understands he's never been in the conversation ever since LeBron joined the league of who's better, Jordan or LeBron. Kobe has not been in that conversation for a while now, and he's starting to hate it. He also hates the fact that Michael, that LeBron James might possibly be a Laker, and he might take some of the shine away. So what he's doing now, he's trying to take shots at LeBron, trying to put himself back in the picture. He's no longer a player. And he's just feeling some type of resentment to the fact that for a while now, the conversation has only been, well, the narrative, let's say, since Kobe wants to talk about narrative, has been Jordan and LeBron. Kobe's not a factor, and he's never going to be the greatest player ever. He's not even the greatest Laker. It's Magic Johnson. And if LeBron goes to L.A., it's going to be Magic, then LeBron, then Kobe. So that's what this is all about, his hate towards the fact that he's going to get some shine taken away. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a different route on this. I'm gonna roll with it. I'm definitely gonna roll with this. I like what Kobe's doing. He sounds. He does sound kind of bitter. I know he he still has that fire, but you gotta you gotta roll with this one. I'm gonna tell you why, G. You roll with this because why? What do we talk about as sports fans when we when we talk about the greatest players? It's every sport. The NFL. Maybe not baseball or hockey, but when it comes to NFL, when it comes to NBA, we talk about one thing only, and that's championships. We talk about championships all the time. We, we define them. I know there's a lot of other players out there that have championship rings, maybe not all-stars, but we look at all-stars, best players at their time, and championships. Kobe's got a point. Now, I know Kobe has always had really really good teams played in a great system obviously along with Phil Jackson there's a reason why the man has 11 rings but you got to go with Kobe on this one I, again I love what LeBron is doing I, I love that you know he's really really toughing it out He's he's been on some really crappy teams the last few years Sam's you know Kyrie Irving but 
Um, I got to roll with this. I'm rolling with this only because that's the truth. If you really want to be the best, you have to find a way to win. If the Warriors are this team that is just bulldozing across the NBA, if you want to be the best, you figure out a way to beat them. And if LeBron can't ever beat them, why should he be the best? I, I said it last week on the last episode. I think LeBron James will go down to be the best player ever to play in the NBA. But if he can't beat the best team, he's done it once. But now this, the, the odds are stacked way against him. Kevin Durant is on that team now. LeBron wants to beat them. And he's got to figure out a way to win. You got to give this one to Kobe. Kobe is absolutely right about this. So it's easy for Kobe to say, find a way to win. LeBron is facing what's possibly the greatest team to ever be formed in the NBA. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Definitely not the best team. We know Michael Jordan's Bulls were the best team ever to be, I wouldn't even say constructed, but just to ever be around. So the Warriors, as good as they are, they're not the Bulls. So let's I'm sorry. Not, the, let's let's I, not go there. I got to disagree the there. This Warriors team would beat that Bulls team, bro. This no Warriors way, team. No. The Bulls actually was not facing that great competition. They were not facing a team that every single player could shoot the three. You had Klay Thompson. Like I, it would have been a shootout. It would have been Jordan. Nobody's gonna stop Jordan. Nobody's gonna stop Pippen. But who's gonna stop Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant? Who? First of all, who's gonna stop Kevin Durant? You're gonna put you're gonna put Jordan on Kevin Durant. He's gonna eat him alive, bro. You're gonna put. Scotty Pippen on Kevin Durant, he might cause a problem, but at worst, Kevin Durant is dropping 25 points on Scotty Pippen. And they're not going to keep up with those three that's going to be chucked up. Luke Longley? Is Luke Longley going to defend Draymond Green at the three? Like, definitely best teams ever be formed. We've never seen a team with two active MVPs. You have a two-time MVP and a one-time MVP on the same team. When was the last time you seen two MVPs on the same team, right? But the thing is that the whole goal is to beat. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. I mean, that's that's what we're taught. That's what everyone else is taught. Why should why should be why should LeBron not be included in this conversation? That's the whole did, point. That's what Kobe's trying to say. Kobe is saying. Did Kobe beat the best? I'm sorry, Kobe lost a few of those chips, and he actually lost to a role-playing Detroit Pistons team. That team didn't have any superstars. He didn't beat them. He didn't. He not just did not beat them. He lost to a team that was full of really good role players. That's all. They were really good role players. And then he lost to the Celtics as well, which was a really good team. But besides that, who did Kobe beat when Shaq carried him? The 76ers were just a Allen Iverson superstar and a Dikembe Mutombo as a sidekick. A uh, Jason Kidd New Jersey Nets team who they swept. Who was the center to that team? Who was going to stop Shaq? An Indiana Pacers team. And I don't want to hear that the Indiana Pacers team was any good. Reggie Miller, come on, bro. All, he's, all he is is shooting threes. That's all he is. He was a clutch shooter, but that's all he is. Who was stopping Kobe Bryant and Shaq on that Indiana Pacers team? So it comes to him saying, you got to beat the best to be the best. He's never beaten the best. I'm sorry. Yeah, he might have beaten the Spurs a few times, but even in his time with his success, he only, I believe, faced the Spurs four times in the playoffs. Four times. And he's been to the finals six times in his career. You're right. You're definitely right. But, you know, Kobe Kobe definitely was responsible for beating uh, beating the Celtics in that rematch. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I definitely, like I said, uh, I'm definitely rolling with this. I, I think you got to definitely give this one to Kobe. Um, but speaking about 
the best. We talk about the Warriors. We definitely we, we talk about the Golden State Warriors being the the franchise that they are. Obviously, the way they assembled that team, the real free agents that they they've assembled for that from that was really just Kevin Durant. Which comes to our next roller troll um, comment from Kevin Durant, no less, who basically stated that uh, right after winning this finals again, his second championship, Kevin Durant stated. I feel like it's easy to be the best player when you don't have good players around you. I feel like it's harder to stand out when you have great players around you. So this is definitely a dig at LeBron James. Are you rolling with this statement from Kevin Durant? Or is this another troll job by KD? Hearing about LeBron on ESPN every day. They're getting tired of hearing how LeBron's the greatest player on the planet Earth. Obviously, this is another troll from a hater. Kevin Durant is tired of being number two to LeBron James. He had to join a team that had the best record in the NBA, who had a two-time MVP, who beat him after being up 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals to then go and win two straight chips with a team that was already orchestrated to be great. And he says, oh, it's easy to be the best player on a bad team. It's hard to be a good player on a good team. He played with Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, that wasn't a bad team. That OKC Thunder team should have beaten that Warriors team when they were up 3-1. And he choked. He should have been the best player, but who was the best player was Russell Westbrook. He needed to go to the Warriors to be carried. LeBron James has been on great teams. He was the best player with Kyrie Irving. He was the best player on that big three in Miami. This is just somebody just trying to downplay the fact that LeBron James played on a bad team this year. He just wants to add more credit to what he's able to do with the Warriors. I'm gonna agree on this you one with what? you. Normally I wouldn't agree with this, but this is definitely a troll move by Kevin Durant. I, I feel like this is he's contradicting himself. We know he's contradicting himself because he went to Golden State the very second that they lost. I don't even think he had any plan of signing with OKC you know when he when he became a free agent. When he says it's, it he it feels like it's easy to be the best player when you don't have good players around you. I think that's ludicrous that he said that. I mean, I, I can't even believe that he would say that because he did have James Harden for a year or two, uh, two years. Uh, he did have Russell Westbrook, you know, really a year after he came in the league. So he's had good players around him. Serge Ibaka, Ibaka was good for that stretch run. You know, you know, they had some good players there. I feel like that's such a troll move from KD. I think he's still salty about something. I think you said it in the first episode we had last week. He's not really happy winning championships. So now that he's not winning, he's not really happy about it because he knows he took the short route. I think now he has to downplay. He's taking the Kobe Bryant way. And again, I, I agree with Kobe, but I don't agree with KD because he feels like it's harder to stand out when you have a great player. I don't even think, I, I think I think KD is the best player on that team, but I, I, I can't believe he said that. When I, when I heard that, I couldn't believe it. And I feel like it's the same thing that we've been talking about Kevin Durant. And that's how I feel about KD. This is definitely a troll move. Um, KD, I don't know what to say to you. This is crazy. Like, you know, you were the best player in the OKC team throughout the, the time you were there. But come on, man. You play for the Golden State Warriors. They don't need your help. They won a chip without you. They broke the single season record without you. They beat the OKC team without you. That included you. So this is totally a troll move. Hey, everybody. This is Ray, and you're listening to Straight to the Point on Anchor FM and iTunes podcast.
And we're back to STTP, straight to the point, with your host, Ray and G. What's up, G? What's up, everybody? Right, so, um, again, that was a great, interesting conversation with Roller Troll. Uh, G, your thoughts on the draft. Who's the biggest winner in the draft? Who's the biggest loser? I'm going to say biggest winner, Phoenix Suns. They had the first pick, and some teams actually make terrible decisions with the first pick. The Phoenix Suns definitely made a great choice in Aiton center he can score his only uh weak side is defense but he's eventually going to learn how to defend in the paint um so now what you do is you have a core with josh jackson devin booker and deandre ayton um some paint presence some people say that's going to be shaq kobe 2.0 that's a bit of a stretch for me devin booker is not a kobe and ayton is not as big as shaq and is not going to be a shaq I would say um, a modern version of Shaq and Kobe, but with, with not, it's not going to be the same type of duo. Definitely the Suns as winner. As for biggest loser now, some people might not agree with me. Some people might say I'm taking shots. I'm going to say the New York Knicks. Ooh, they have on, a man. chance to mm. draft Michael Porter Jr. Some people are saying Kevin Knox is the next Jason Tatum of, the, of this draft. Listen, Jason Tatum was drafted number three in the, in the, in the draft. Michael Porter Jr. last year, when healthy, was considered top two picks prospected in the draft. In my case, I can even make the case that the Denver Nuggets are the are the winner, but I'm going to stick to my sons. But biggest loser are the Knicks. You have a chance to draft Michael Porter Jr. He doesn't make it. You know what? It's not like you guys are going to play trip next year anyways. You start all over again. You got Kristaps Porzingis. But you get Michael Porter Jr., who some people feel is a mixture of like a KD and but a little bit more athletic. That's a big move. He's healthy. You you build him up. You get to get yourself what could possibly be one of the best players in the future. The Knicks the Knicks fell on this one again, man. The two pass drafts. They they felt they were lucky with Kristaps Porzingis, but they're going back to the old Knicks ways of drafting players that I, or drafting in general ways that I don't think is going to help them succeed in the future. I think you're wrong about the Knicks. Um, I think I think they got the right guy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I like that pick. It, it's it's risk reward. You know, Porter Jr. being hurt. Some people were saying that he was a high, you know, the top three pick. Um, obviously, fell down to the Nuggets. But I'm gonna say the Boston Celtics. I know they didn't really do much. They had one draft pick, Robert Williams, out of Texas A&M, um, uh, a sophomore center. But I felt like the Celtics needed a rim protector. I, I felt like that that's something they were missing. I know they were missing Kyrie. I know they are missing Hayward in the playoffs. Obviously, they a lot of the you know role players stepped up, became starters, earned some valuable time. But this kid, Robert Williams, he, it really does sound. He's 6'10", 240. I feel like he is someone they need aside from you know Al Horford. Al Horford, I don't think he's a, a, a really good center. I think he's a great power forward. I think if you put Robert Williams in the lineup with Al Horford, I think that's a major issue for teams, especially when they play small. I think a lineup with him in there, I think he gives them some great defensive, you know, a, a great defensive presence. Uh, so I, I like the Celtics as a winner there. Just one draft pick, but I think that that's a perfect fit. You talk about best player available or fit. I think they went with both. And I think they actually, you know, knocked it out the park. In terms of my biggest loser, and all you haters out there are definitely going to disagree with me. And honestly, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, 
the biggest loser has to be the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I know they were graded really high in this draft, but I'm wow. not. Yeah, I'm not really sold on Trey Young. Everybody's comparing him to the next Steph Curry. Listen, even Steph Curry, when he was coming up, we knew he was a great scorer, had a lot of injury problems. Obviously, Trey Young does not have that. But what I do see from him is a young Carmelo Anthony. I see a young scorer who who has great ball vision and it can can definitely be a great passer in the league. His first mentality is to shoot, shoot, shoot. I do not think that that's what the Hawks needed. I think they already had a point guard in Dennis Schroeder unless they're planning to move on from him. I don't think this was the right move. They had a lot of good options available. They had Bridges from Villanova. They had a lot of really good players. Wendell Carter was there. Um, we talk about a center. And again, the the Hawks could have built around John Collins. But you go get Trey Young, who is going to take some time to mature to the NBA speed. College is one thing. You know, there was reports about that he went to Oklahoma because that was a team that needed a scorer, needed a point guard, and he provided just that. I don't think he's scoring. He scored, what, 27 points a game in college his freshman year. I don't think he's going to do Correct. that in the NBA, so, you know, with especially with the with the great point guards that they have um, around the league. I don't see him doing that. I don't see him making an impact uh, like he did in college. I think the Hawks are losers, and I don't see that. I don't see it being a good fit for them. I see I see it being like a Shabazz Napier type of point guard. He's, you know, obviously not the same type of point guard, but highly touted out of college coming the NBA. I don't think he's going to be much unless they give him a, really give him a lot of chances to prove that, you know, he can be a, a high NBA player. I think five was a reach. I think he should have dropped. Hey, Ray, listen, this is a stretch for you, man. Trey Young was a big move for that Atlanta Hawks team. They're moving towards the future. They see what Steph Curry is doing in the NBA with his ability to shoot, his size. It's not like the old NBA where you need to be big and you need to dominate in the paint. Little guys are starting to succeed in the NBA right now, and they're seeing that. And Trey Young, to me, I wouldn't say he's as good as a shooter as a Steph Curry. He's definitely gonna, he's definitely up there. What he has off of Steph is court vision. He's a better uh, playmaker. You want that in your team. He didn't go to Oklahoma only to be a scorer, but he went to Oklahoma to prove that he's a great scorer and a great playmaker. Look at the team he had around him. He could have easily went to Duke. He could have went to Kentucky. He could have went to any of the top but he, teams. But he if, went he to went Oklahoma. To, if he went to one of those teams, could he even have been the best player on those teams? We saw teams, you know, look at Villanova. They did it with everyone. A lot of these teams, a lot of college teams, you know, the great recruiting teams, they do it with everyone. He clearly was the best player on the team, and I get that. But put him on one of those teams. Is he the player that he was in college on any of those other squads? Uh, if he gets, if he goes to a Duke, a Villanova, a Michigan State, you know, a Kansas, a Kentucky, I don't see him being the same player. I don't see him dropping twenty-seven points. Well, what team? What player is the player when he's in college? Some players don't get to show all their skills. Look at Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Yep, he did get drafted. I believe it was first in the NBA um, in his class. But I don't think people were projecting him to be as good as he is right now. Yeah, they were projecting him to be a great player, but he didn't show some of these skills. He wasn't shooting threes. He wasn't posting up he, um, as much as he does with the Timbers. He fit a system. Same thing goes for some of the other players. Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, 
Um, nobody really expected these players to be as good as they are because they were working in a system. Trey Young didn't work in a system. Trey Young was given the ability to show his skills in college. I'm not saying the guy's going to come into the NBA and drop 27 and 8, but as his career progresses, I do feel like he's going to be somebody that people are going to look at and say, wow, he should have possibly been the second or first pick in the draft. And the Atlanta Hawks, if they do this right, hopefully their organization does not ruin this kid's career. He will possibly be that next Steph Curry type player in the NBA. That's what everybody's shooting for. But uh, I'm gonna stick with the Atlanta Hawks. You're gonna regret this. You should you should have stuck with um, Doncic from you know Slo- uh, Slovenia. I think he would have been a better player overall. Um, but hey, we'll see in time. So uh, again, we appreciate you guys sticking in with our second episode. Uh, this is straight to the point. Uh, again, leave your comments, leave your feedback, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, at straight to the point pc at gmail.com we want to hear your thoughts we definitely want to get you guys on the show uh we did have some people on the show uh that was supposed to be on here but we couldn't get them all in so we'll definitely get you guys in on the third show if you want to be on the show you have any feedback for us please shout us out let us know what's going on and um we appreciate you g um everybody here um thanks for making it possible and uh peace out take care